Hello and a very warm welcome to episode 54 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast. A podcast about all things Hastings United. I'm your host Chris Laverick and on today's show we have CEO Billy Wood talking, getting that Finn O'Mara signing over the line, the latest on Tarkill and the excellent progression of the women's squad. Also on the show we've got the SBTS Fan Roundtable with the Roundup of the Week. Enjoy, Hastings fans. And now over to our CEO, Billy Wood. Right, anyway, I have the wonderful, the magnificent Billy Wood. Billy Wood, who has his own song these days. I do, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask at the end, but let me talk about that song to begin with. Are you happy with it? Uh, no, to be honest, it, it, it's it's quite surreal. I actually really, I do like it. I do. Mm. I think it's a great song, whoever, whoever come up with the lyrics. Massive yeah. you know, kudos to them. I've got an idea who it was, uh, but yeah. I think... I think it's fantastic. Mm. It's actually quite catchy. I actually, mm. um, as arrogant as this sounds, Chris, <laughs> I've actually, ha- I've actually um, had it in my head a few times and kind of like yeah. hummed it away to myself. But yeah, uh, yeah, a bit weird. But um, no, yeah, thank you. Like t- to the supporters singing it, thank you. And hopefully, I can keep doing what I'm doing at the club to make you sing that throughout the next five, ten, fifteen years. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. all good. That's all good. Right. So first of all. Let's let's go to the where we're recording this. It's Friday today, isn't it? So it's on Friday, it's just before this big announcement. This is obviously coming out on the Thursday afterwards. Yep. So please, I'm hoping that the big announcement is a certain gentleman putting pen to paper. Would I be correct? Yeah, Gary Histed has just signed a three-year deal. Yes, Histed um, and, and his will, harem. Yeah, yes, yeah, Gary will forever be um, up at the club helping out throughout the week and um, for the next three years. And I'm delighted with that deal. Oh. Uh, now, on a serious note, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's been the, it's been the most interesting deal I've had to do at the club. Mm. That includes the ones going out. Um, but yeah, we've, we've concluded um, the transfer. Um, the, the fee has been agreed um, and we have concluded the, the registration um, and move over from Folkestone to Hastings United of our new number four, Finn O'Mara. So yeah, he's Finn gets it. I'm Billy trying. gets it done. Billy gets it done. Yeah. Just, well, it was um hard one. <laughs> well, I remember talking to Gary a few weeks back, and he was saying, you know, and, and not, you know, there's a few messages as well, but yeah. he was saying that it's that they had a valuation. Yeah. And it, obviously his contract's coming towards an end. Yeah. And we had a valuation, and that they were playing hardball for someone that they didn't really want. Yeah, agree. And, yeah, I mean, and so you've managed to bump a few heads and... Yeah, I, I think the fact of the matter is the players come in done fantastically well. So oh, blimey, yeah. So if I put, if I was Folkestone, let's just say, I probably would, even if my manager wasn't having him and, and not really playing him, the fact that he's doing so well at the football club is naturally going to put a, if the club badly want him, he's going to put a price on his head that yeah. we're going to have to pay. Um, and and with all due respect, I don't mind that if Finn's doing well and Finn has been fantastic, Blimey. not just on the pitch, but he's been brilliant off the pitch as well. And he really has brought into what the club's about and, and what we're trying to achieve. And I think um, was I happy with the negotiations? Not 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 fully. <laughs> I have to be honest. And I normally get what I want all the time when it comes to these sort of things. In the sense that I'll mm. make sure that if we want something. I'm a big believer. If you want something in life, you can go out and get it. So yeah. when it comes to players in and out, we've always seemed to got what we want. And and we were always going to get Finn. And I, and I said it to a few few uh, supporters, like, yeah. don't worry, we'll get this done. 
but it was lastminute.com. Um, uh, a little bit of insight. At 7pm last night, the lads went to start training and the deal was rejected. And I went in to the change room. Well, I went to spoke to Gary mm. and then Gary went into the change room and um, the lads went off to train and Finn didn't. Finn didn't train. And he didn't train because the deal was off and Finn was going back to Folkestone. Oh, blimey. And it was very touch and go. But within probably an hour, a couple of hours, you know, it was not just me. It was, it was a combined effort. We, we had a bit of a good cop, bad cop situation with me and Dean White, as everyone knows. <laughs> football. And we, we, we got the deal over the line Brilliant stuff. Um, to bring Finn in. And, and Finn has signed a, a lengthy contract with us. So he's not here just to the end of the year. He's here for, for a couple of seasons at least. Excellent. And Excellent. Um, we're, we're very excited to have him here. And it's quite funny, actually, because all the players went off the training, right? And they all come back because they trained off-site yesterday. Mm. Mm. It all came back and and Gary went into the change room and took Finn in there, all sombre. I was like, lads, yeah. um, folks, they're not playing ball. Um, mm. Finn's going back. Like, we want to wish Finn all the best and thank him mm. for what he's done. So they're all giving him applause oh, and pulling him off. Yeah. And then, like, Gary like, tells everyone, it's like, no, he's here for he's here for three more years. And, and oh, the whole room went up. It was great. So oh, Excellent. Um, no, we're, we're delighted, and I think he's he's going to play a big part in his football club's journey that we. Blimey, on. yeah, but but, but uh, Billy, I mean, were you a little bit annoyed of him when he did that overhead kick? You think Christ, that's put his value up a little bit there. Well, yeah. Well, why do you think he didn't get man of the match? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, uh, it was it was one of those things. I think if we tried to buy Finn initially at the start, we probably would have not paid what we, we've paid. Um, it's an undisclosed fee, but we, we, we've, we've, we've done good business. Well, they've done good business. I think we've done good business because I think it's worth it. Mm. But we probably wouldn't have paid nowhere near that. He's done really, really well with us. He's um, he's probably pushed his own value up by playing so well, scoring goals as well. Not just overhead kits, but he's so threatening in the, in the box. He's such a threat. And I think um, he, he's a sort of centre-half that probably can get you 10 goals a season just because he's such a threat. Um, from corners and free kicks, so his value has gone up. But um, he's still still young. He's under twenty three. He's 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 got a journey to go on. You know, he was at he was at a football league club. He played he he played for Gillingham, hmm. um, and I'm sure he wants to play at the highest level we can possibly play. But he really likes it at Hastings. Like he genuinely feels like he's been here for a long time, um, and and part of part of the family as such. And it was never a case of agree the deal and then try to convince Finn to stay at Hastings. It was, I want to be at Hastings. Let's get a deal done. So mm. we're delighted. We're over the moon. And um, I'm not so bothered about the overhead kick now. I'm, I'm thinking we might put it up on social media later just to, just to show what we've got. But um, yeah. no, he, he's a class lad and um, I'm really, really pleased. He's, he's, a, he's a Hastings player for, for the, the long term. No, I mean, it's brilliant. I've got, you know, since the guy came in through the door from from on the pitch, absolutely dominant. That particularly, as you say, with the uh, aerial threat and the, the enthusiasm that he brings across and the energy, just unreal. Yeah. I mean, you could. It looks like he's having fun out there as well, yeah. you know. And I think that has really bounced off a lot of the players. Definitely, I agree, Chris. And I think you got only have to look at the goal celebrations, not just of his goals, but everyone's goals. Yeah. 
Finn's like one of the first people over there. Yeah. So he's he's really part of the squad. The lads love him. And um it's it's a good signing. It's a mm. signing that it shows that we're not messing around mm. and um it, it's stability that we need. And him and Stoney are what a pair. And it's like, yeah. it's like Stoney Elphick part um, version two, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. It really feels that way. And um, yeah, we're, we're absolutely delighted. And it's great to have Finn at the club. Yeah, incredible. I mean, did you know, just just sorry to keep going on about Finn That's here, but right. like, the, did you know as soon as he walked through that door, like we've we've got a player here? I mean... No, no. Like, no. Um, I think... Um, Look, Gary Elphick as a player was, I would say Gary Elphick as a player before he became manager was probably the most, and this is no knock on any other player at the football club. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone's, look, you can see how much people love the players that we've got here. Mm-hmm. All, all were here, like your Daniel Adjokais and, and your Lam Rays and Jake Elliott and what have you. But I think probably in the time I've been at the club and maybe like the season before when he came in, Gary Elphick probably as a player was the most important player for us to win games of football. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, it was always the conversation was like, as long as we've got Gary out on the pitch, we'll be okay. That was a lot of the conversations that would, would be had at the club. So Gary, when, when I, when I spoke to Gary about becoming manager and it was obvious that he would be a manager, not a player manager. We, we made, I think we made a decision after Cray. It was Cray we made the decision at. And it was like, look, this is what we're going to do. And it was like, right, we've got to replace Gary. And you go, oh, how are you going to find a kick it, head it, yeah. proper diehard, proper old school centre-half at this point of the season that's not already yeah. contracted at a club um, or, or doing well at a club and they, they don't want to leave. And so names got thrown around. Lots of names got thrown around. Mm. Um, some really cultured defenders and a few others. Uh, and then Finn come in and, like, I would say the first game at Free Bridges, I think it was Free Bridges was his first game, I'm sure it was, mm. where, we, where, where him and Stoney collided. <laughs> and they went, <laughs> they went through and Stoney made that big, that big tackle. I thought to myself, look, it looks threatening. It looks decent, but... Is he going to be enough yeah. to replace Gary Elphick? But from that moment, every single game has gone past. He's got better and better and more comfortable, knows his job. Um, I think being being with Stoney, him and Stoney have gelled incredibly well. It's, it's lovely to see. I think you only have to look at the end of games, how they they celebrate together before yeah. anything else. And and also being you know, Gary's Gary's one of the best centre backs at this level level above where, you know and and then some he's one of the best non league centre halves being around Gary Elf it's only going to make Finn better yeah. anyway and I think we've got a player who's not for like Gary's in his mid thirties now Finn's in his early twenties we've yeah. got, we've got someone that potentially could end up playing four hundred games for Huddersfield United I genuinely believe that and. I'm excited that he's joined the club permanently. Nice. nice. It's brilliant stuff. And you mentioned, um, obviously, Craig Stone. Uh, yeah. Do you remember when he's got that? You see Craig Stone grab his up. Jesus yeah. Christ. 
I mean, it's yeah. just, it rubs off, you know, it's just. Well, well Stoney left training last night, um, left after training last night before he, everyone found out it was a joke that was Finn was staying. So mm. he probably went home really pissed off <laughs> in, the, in the car thinking, who's playing next, who's playing alongside me on Saturday? But um, yeah, it, it's all done and he's got, he's got his pal Finn next to him. So it's all good. Excellent. Excellent. Great business there from you. Great business. Well done. Um, well, moving on, let's move on to. We talk about well. We had the Q and A last week. Yeah. Um, the the time kiln was brought up again. Yeah. Could I please ask, where are we at with that? Um, this is obviously dragging on, and no one wants it to drag on. So, what w- what's the latest with this situation? Well, the latest is simple, and it is, it is frustrating for me. Um, I w- I got a phone call. I won't say who from, but someone at the council who's been mm. part of the process calls me up and said, "Well, actually, no." Not didn't call me up. She was at the ground, at our ground, on a Sunday. Mm. Said to me, "You've made the eighth, eighth of December meeting. Like, I've got a presenting. I'm, I'm glad that you are. You, you've made the meeting, and it's going up unopposed." And I was, I, I, I kind of, I got really excited, and I kind of, um, I, no, I've not cried, but knowing that you get that moment, you think, "Cob, mm. like we're actually going to, we're actually going to be heard." So I kind of, I got really kind of emotional when I found that news out. So I wanted to share it with you guys because it's your club, right? So mm. if I can get emotional about something like that, I wanted to share that out. And I had it on good authority that we were going to get heard. Long story short, it comes to the close to the meeting and they say that our ecology report yeah. wasn't, wasn't what they wanted and they, they wanted some changes to it. And yeah. a bit lastminute.com, we, we offered to make the changes, it, but they said it wouldn't be quick enough to get it done for... The, um, the planning meeting for the 8th and we'll be pushed back um, since that we didn't make January and um, I'm hoping that we make the February or March one now my biggest concern and the concern of Darren and Peter is that we know what happens in May it's, it's councillor um, you know it's, it's, it's elections right so everything goes into Purdue and no, nothing gets done now I'm not cynical when it comes to the council. Others will be. And and I'm sure Darren and Peter have kind of had a, an, enough of the journey. Like It's been longer than I've been here. It's been mm. since they walked through the door. They're probably fed up, really, really fed up. But I'm fed up, Chris. And I'm fed up with there's always a reason to push it back. Um, and I'm hoping the council proved me wrong a little bit and we get heard before before elections. I don't think there's any reason for us not to be heard now. It was meant to be going up but, on the post. Honestly, though, Billy, like in terms of like you, you've obviously put this new report in, yeah. yeah. And, and have they ratified? They've said, okay, that's fine. And we now I'm, have to hear it. Is it? Is that the case? Is that they well, that then? Should be, that should be the case. So why? Why are they waiting? I mean, I'm I'm not a massive fan of the council, mate. Yeah. So, it why it should take this long for them to just sit down and you know either review something and say yeah. well we don't like it or we do like it i mean i don't because yeah, no. it's, um, it's, it's not fair to leave everyone i think it's frustrating because the longer it's left the more expensive it costs to make this new ground right regardless if you've got planning approval or not and i think that's a, a worry for for us all at the club but also i just don't get what i i don't get is i and find us as a club scrambling for facilities. So how how is everyone else getting on in, in this mm. town? You know, where there are no facilities. I'm sick to death with hearing about 
the, the town trying like, doing stuff because it doesn't. It's it, in my time of living here, I reckon things have got worse facility wise, and that's a shame. And it's and it's, by the way, it's not no knock on any individual in in a council led position or anyone that's made these decisions because obviously everyone wants what's best. I'm, I'm, I'm not cynical enough to think that people are trying to make this place worse because like, they've tried things like they tried the pier um they tried the new cricket ground which ended up being a bit of a white elephant and i think so the town gets scared yeah in, in my opinion of, of of big projects so you've got to look at the the cricket ground you've got to, what happened there with, with, with being a bit of a white elephant you have to look at um other like the pier let's let's be honest it's been a bit of a nightmare situation that and i think well, yeah, but that's giving money. Like, let's talk about the pier now. Yeah. yeah, the pier was giving money to individuals. Yeah, and and no real accountability. Exactly, no, and and whereas the, the, this is all in front of them, that you're you you're the guys that are, are putting this project forward. There's obviously you know, but David Burney and everyone there. You know, this is yeah. not people that are shysters. So, like, I mean, I don't. Well, I think the difference is, I think there's a lot of stipulations on the new ground, like what we've got to do, what we can't do, what we can do, you know, what toilet paper we can use at the ground. And like some of the, some of the conditions are a little bit silly, but we understand that, that there are concerns that it's, some people believe that it's just going to be a thing that makes Hastings United loads and loads of money, right? With all, all due respect, anyone who runs a football club knows that football clubs just don't generate loads without spending loads and it's not going to make anyone rich but it will enrich this town you know with the facilities and my feeling on it is simple Hastings United being successful is is huge for Hastings now we're on the map now Hastings United we are a big club we get over a thousand people watching on average we broke our all-time league attendance record, which stood from a game that was mostly attended by AFC Wimbledon supporters. That shows who we are in this town now, right? That badge on your hat, Chris, is everywhere in this town. Now, you can't get away from it, and you can't get away from what we're trying to do. And we are, in my opinion, one of the most valuable assets to Hastings as a town because we're creating something of excitement. We're creating something where kids want to be, not just young boys, young girls. Young girls, yeah. We're, we're creating a, an environment where teenagers on a Saturday have something to do. They have something to be part of. You can only have to look behind the goal now on match days and see the, the vast amount of, of teenagers that have accompanied yourself, George, um, Joe and the gang behind there. It's grown hugely. And that's something we should be proud of as a town. And even, for example, terrible, terrible weather. Everyone, social media didn't really make it look like the game was going to be on on Saturday. Let's be honest. It could have some, you know, some tweets could have deterred people from coming up. We still had 901 people there. Yeah. 901 people, which for me isn't one of our best attendances. But for Hastings United... It's massive, really. Mm. If, if I, when I first come to the club, we recorded highest tendencies of the season at 5.05, and I think we went up to 700, and then 800, and then suddenly we had that 1,000 plus for, for Ashford. We had 1,020 yeah. or something like that. 
And I was blown away. But 901 now, I'm not blown away by it. I'm still very proud of the fact that we got had 900 people there. But it just shows that's a base level for us now. That's yeah. hardcore. If you're coming out in the rain, that's hardcore. And I think we now can really be a value to this town and we will op openly be a value, a value for this town by doing stuff for this town. So um, I'm a little bit frustrated, but I'm, I will never give up. Like even Finn, it was, the deal was finished at 7 p.m. We got the deal done at nine. So never say never. And we'll make this ground happen because it has to happen for this club. Or as a club, we've got to think on our feet and, and be ready I was going to ask you if there was a plan B, if they're going to, if it's going to go on forever, and you've got to um, move to a plan well, B. Plan B. Ultimately, um, we we operate in the pilot field. That's our ground. We have a long lease on it. Um, it's funny because the residents don't want houses on there, but they don't want us there. Really, they might say that the non-footballing ones might say, "Oh, you know, save the pilot field. It's this great old stadium and what have you." And it is, but. They don't want the car. We're big. You've got 2,000 people mm. there. You can't park your car anywhere around there. It's who gets the complaints from that? Us. So I've my plan B. Well, we're, we're at the pilot field and Darren, Peter and I will not stand still with this football club. Mm. Um, even if other people want to try and make us stand still, we're not going to stand still. So uh, plan B is to keep on the move. Okay. Yeah, no, I understand. I would love to go in further detail, but I can't, but keep on the move as such. I would say just, we touched upon um, before was in terms of just to explain to people, because if, if the ground goes through, let's hope it does. Yeah. We've got a certain attendance at the moment, which I think is about just 2000, isn't it? Yeah. 1,975, I think was the, was the one for the new stadium, which, and was set obviously before I came to the club. And at, at that time, the club was getting three, 400 people on average. So it was more than big enough for, for, the, for the club's ambitions at that time. Yeah. So to, just to explain yeah. to people that maybe weren't at the Q&A, because you did go into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the actual, what, what would be done to increase that, considering the fact that that's yeah. not well, enough? For, no, well, look, if we're carrying on down this route, we, we want like... The ambitions of the club are now, let's let's be frank, we want to be a National League football club as mm. a bare minimum. And then then it's a real frank conversation with Darren and Peter about us three making sure that this club potentially becomes a, a football league club. That's mm. the dream, right? Yeah. It still wouldn't take time to get there. But 1,975 people don't get you there. It just doesn't. And I think we've now shown with excitement and, and a little bit of um, community spirit that if... If, if we give the town something to, to want to be part of, then they're going to come and be part of it. So in regards to the capacities, there's, it's scaled. So the ground's scaled and the way it we built is scaled that it can kind of have extra put onto it. So whether that's 1975 to three and a half to 5,000 to 10,000 to 15,000. Now we're not stupid. There's no point just getting approval and being stuck at 2000 because actually you can't be a national league club at that level either. Yeah. So there's stipulations and, um, for example, there's like, not clauses, I think it's the wrong word to use, but there's, there's, there's points in that that say what we can and can't do to increase. And we know from our end, we want to increase. And we understand that if it gets to the point we want to get to, by the time we get a new ground, 1975 
is not enough. Yeah. Just as simple as that. Okay. All right. And so, um, so in terms of the, that's not going to be any hold up. That isn't the hold up. That no, hasn't got anything to do up. with it. That's not the hold up. Okay. The hold up is simple. Is this ecology report, and it's, and 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 on like on that report, what they want done is a is a actual uh, a law that's not even come in yet. It, it might come in in twenty twenty three. So, we're doing a report that's going to be valid valid for after twenty twenty three when you shouldn't really have to, but we are. Oh, it's, like right, saying, it's like saying a law's going to come into in next year that it's like the smoking smoking in restaurants and pubs thing you knew that at a certain date could be done so you people did it beforehand anyway oh no you can't do that because in six months time you're not allowed to do it here. it's like that a little bit which is yeah. a bit weird must ask you what's it like coming into work every day since yeah. i last spoke to you yeah a lot has happened yeah? yes yes and we've had a night a lovely old turnaround What's it, just just give me just what's it like work at walking in that door now? I mean, every day it's great. Yeah. I I, I, st- I love it anyway. I love it every day going there. Like it's it's a dream come true to to kind of be the guy spearheading the Hastings United Football Club. I think I'm sure Gary will, will attest to this that when we had a little sticky patch after Chris left and and we lost to Cray and then we lost to Hayes Heath. I was very much a look marathon, not sprint. Mm. So many points to win. We'll be all right. We'll we'll, we'll get we'll, what what you need. We'll give you. We'll make sure we get there. What is it like for me? It's two ways, Chris. Like it's 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 amazing, mm. but by God, it is stressful. Um, I don't really show that on match days, apart from me celebrating and agonizing. But it is stressful because ultimately, it's a business as well. And there's times when we're stretched and there's times that we're not. And if it wasn't for some of our great sponsors and if it wasn't for the supporters turning up and coming through the gate and the big crowds outside, and I'm, look, I'm sorry that we've got queues now at this football club and we've changed our procedure, procedures around the, the entry in to make it a bit more professional because it was a little bit of a free-for-all how you got into the crowd, people got into the ground. If it isn't for gate revenue and match day revenue and and sponsors and look, for example, the women's team are doing well not because of me or or, or some of the players like individually that we're doing well because Hastings Venture Golf, for example, are, are, are a huge sponsor and have really helped us be able to do what we want to do this year and and little, like 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 Littlewoods and. CB Electrical, who poor Craig, we bother him every day about electrics, and you know, I know he's a he's a um, a director, but still, we, if it wasn't for for that, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. So, on the business side, um, I'm very very fortunate that Darren and Peter entrust me with the vision and what we want to do, and and back my decisions, whether they're they're, they're right. <laughs> wrong they back me 100% and not many clubs would you have that that level of um, trust and decision making really a lot of the time you probably have people meddling in what you do those guys don't meddle at all they they let me crack on they're they're the ones on trust me on Saturdays and Tuesday nights Mm. they're the ones texting me as soon as the goal goes in and and if we score they score how we getting on how we doing and also, they're, they're attending more and more games. And I think 
than than they really have done throughout their tenure now because it's it's a welcoming place and I think people see Peter and Darren home and away a little bit more than than usual and and I like that I like them being there because this is our club together when I say our I don't just mean Darren Peter myself yeah. I mean the, the supporters the players the staff the the volunteers we're, we're all together there's no there's no there's no like you know I I would tell there's no like I'm not sitting out out the way and and not part of it like I can have a have a beer and a laugh and a joke with anyone and be part of it we're all we're all part of the same team and I and I like that and I don't like divide I don't like um what you know you might I'm I am your chair the chairman of your football club but I don't like that divide of people can't have a chat with me Mm. or have a laugh with me or even take the piss out of me I, I like it you know like when like when when um, You'd expect it back as well, yeah, Billy. Of course, of course. But I, I like that, and I think that's the way it should be. Like, I, I'm not untouchable. Like, I'm one of you, and mm. and and we're all in it together. And we all on a Saturday go to a game with the same buzz and excitement that we want to get three points. And that's the way this club is. It's passionate, but but we have to, on the business side, be a little bit more um, not cautious. I think we're not a cautious club, but we have to be mindful and we have to budget well and we have to make sure and we we have to we take gambles we take like educated gambles in, in what we think we can do and sometimes they come off sometimes they don't but but we've always got backups for for things that don't go well and we always make sure that we're financially secure um but like any non-league club we're not we're not multi-millionaire football club we are a club that sometimes has to operate month to month and then sometimes we're a little bit more fluid and it's just the way of the business. But for example, season ticket uptake massively helped. And I really hope next year we, we, we break the record again. And I hope that happens. Does that hit us in the pocket a little bit on mat, individual match days? Yes. But the commitment to have people in the ground, I think is the reason why we're getting a big crowd. So I love it, Chris. Going back to the original question, I mm. absolutely love it. And I wouldn't change this opportunity for anything because I, I want success for this town, both men and women. And mm. and um, that's why I'm, I'm heavily, not just heavily involved in the men's side in the sense of behind the scenes, but but the women's has been... A, as well, everyone that's what I was going to come to about... Yeah. Obviously, your role as the manager of yeah. the women's team, doing fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you never, we never really get you on here talking about that. But I want you to, do, oh, if you've got time, if you just yeah, got cool. time, yeah. But yeah, yeah. so you, so the, the women's team, it's doing fantastic. Yeah, what's the secret? Come on, what, what, what? All right, yes, you've got, you've got some good players there. Yeah, you know, Blair and Goal, Rebecca, this yeah. Georgia Tibble, every, you know, got some good players out there. But what? How have you brought this bunch think, together and made them a, a winning outfit so quickly? I think the the trick is look, the quality in the team is is fantastic. There's no denying the quality uh, across the squad, not just like 11 players. I'm talking 18, 19, mm. very, very good players. Um, some from a, from a higher leagues that have come down. I think the secret of the success of it has been everyone's pulling in the right direction. Everyone wants the same thing. And I think they've all brought in to the, 
the ethos of what we're trying to achieve with women's football at the club. I think they understand that I'm, I'm passionate, but I'm not going to ever ask anything from them that I wouldn't do myself. So I'm really pushed. Like we might win a game five nil, but that doesn't mean anything for me if we don't play well. And a lot of other places, if you win 5-0, you won 5-0. Yeah, great. Crack up a bottle of champagne and move on. And I'm a little bit hard on the girls like that because I understand that there's going to be games where the team that we play is going to be nowhere near the quality of us. Mm. And it's going to be an easy an easy game. And we don't walk in, by the way, we don't walk into any games thinking it's going to be easy. Like Walton Casuals at the weekend um, beat Dorking Wanderers, who are top of their league, the same step as us. They beat them 4-2. And I was expecting a tough game. We, you know, we went there, one five nil, and we didn't play well. I don't think anyway. I don't think we played well, and I wasn't very happy with the performance. And and I won't ever. I'm not negative, so I'm not going after a five nil hammer the girls. But uh, you know, training it's simple. It's look, we're a passing football team. We've got technically the best players around. Why why are we? Just going back. Why are we going for 50? Yeah, why are we bringing brought down yeah. to their level? Rubbish. Mm. And we need to do what we do best. Mm. Look after the ball. Be patient with the ball. And 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 play football the right way. And, and play the way we want to play. And we, and we push on to them. And the good thing is that our players have adapted to the way we want to play very quickly. It does help when you're bringing in very, very good players. Like, for example, Claire, Claire Johnson, CJ has been... She's been the... I would say she's the she's the the the, the pace setter of the team, yeah. in the sense that she's the one of the hardest working I've ever come across. Uh, she's inspirational. She's like you know she's a mother to to two. You know she's she's hard working off the pitch as she is on the pitch. She never ever moans. She she gets on with every, every situation. She came in wanting to play right back, has <laughs> so now play right back, right wing um, as a number ten. Uh, she's that good. She can play anywhere. And she she really really is enjoying her football, and I think she's set the standards a little bit at the club. Now we've got other players of just as good quality, like Georgia Tibble. I don't think you'll find a better a better technically gifted player at our level than than Tibbs. And Sean Hevers, just well, you know, any, anyone who's seen Sean play, she's she's rapid, loads of pace. Scores goals for fun as well. And you add that to players like Mia Highland coming in. And, for example, another one, unfortunately, got injured at the weekend, but Vix. Mm. Vix Phillips, the centre-half, has been... Like, in, like she's been unreal. She's come in, back end of her career, really, come back off an ACL, come in, and I expected Vix to be a bit part player. And she's the she, alongside Re and Rebecca Ralph, as the only two that have started every single game this season. She, you know, she's that important to us. So losing her is going to be massive. How, how long is she out for the season? Or we don't know yet. Don't we know don't yet. know. It, it, it could be a while. It's thankfully it's not broke it, but it looks like serious ligament mm. damage. So it could be a while, and and, and we we have to manage without her. But that's the depth of the squad. We've got Rosie Muggeridge who can just step straight in, and Lucy Fletcher can play centre half as well. So the trick has been, I think, it's just been managing personalities as well. Like they know what I'm yeah. about. They know, they know that I want success and I'm passionate about it. And I think as long as I carry on showing them that, then then hopefully they carry on running through brick walls for, for this football club. And we so far, so good. 
but yeah, no, I'm delighted. The staff, the players, everyone's done done amazing. But also, as a club, we backed that as well, and we made sure that every every player coming in feels like they're coming to a professional situation. So I'm I'm really I'm really happy with how that's going, Chris. Really happy. Yeah, well, you know, it's great. It's a great time to be a Hastings yeah. fan. Um, you'll you'll be at Whitstable, I take it, sir. Oh, of course, of course, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be cool. without a doubt. Well, I shall see you at that game. Uh, yeah. uh, but before you go, any any message to the Hastings fans or anything you want to just... Just keep them? what you're doing. Keep what you're doing. Look, the crowds are getting bigger, which in some senses, it might take away from the atmosphere a little bit because they might not all know the songs and, and what we do. But on the hardcore support, We'll tell them the Billy Woods song. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. We'll, don't, yeah, we'll make sure <laughs> they know that one. All right. uh, yeah, you can tell them, Billy. You can yeah, tell I'll them. Sing, I'll sing it for them. Yeah. No, like with, with regards to, to to the hardcore supporters, you know, not just the ones behind the guard, but in the main stand, who, yeah. by the way, the positivity when Cissé and, and, and Nori came off the pitch was was ridiculous, wasn't it? Like that noise. I've never heard that for a sub, for, for a sub ever at the ground since I've been there. But you guys are the ones that are going to, once they're in the stadium, they're going to, gravitate towards either sitting up in the stand, watching the game quietly or being behind the goal. And I think for me, from at home, we've got to continue being nice and loud and proud. But away from home, let's be in unity. Let's let's make that noise, that 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 wall behind the goal ridiculous. Let's 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 not call people out for not singing. I'm not saying that, but in the side, but the it does happen. It. it does happen occasionally. Yeah, but, Go on. But the lads love it. Like yeah. the away support is what gets talked about a lot. Is everyone traveling away to support Hastings United is massive, and and it's stuff like that 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 will be so vital when it's running. Like Whitstable on Saturday, it it could be a, a banana skin. Mm. But when you've got Definitely. you guys there with the with the drum, Jules banging the drum away, you're all singing. I'm sure Robbie will be in, be on crutches this weekend after last week, but you're all singing, you know, bellowing out a tune. Sing, willing the lads on that for for me watching watching the game mm. and hearing you guys gives me so much joy and pride and joy that please do it more because it for me that's when I talk talk about Hastings that's what I talk about to people mm. is the supporters because without the support and without the the love of the club genuinely I don't think I could do what I do so that rubs off on me massively so so I appreciate it hugely. Thanks, thank, thanks so much for that, and thanks so much for this, Billy. Well done, fantastic business getting Finn in. You're doing great guns with the women's team, men's team doing fantastic. I mean, yeah, what's not to love? Exactly, it's Hastings. It's Hastings, mate. Thank you. Cheers, mate. And now over to the SPTS fan roundtable, and a big shout out to Matt, Flat White Andy, Gina, Adam C and Windy John for making it happen. Windy. All right, mate. You're on. It looks like I've got, I've got a halo. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Windy has Jesus on his side. We all knew this. We all knew this. First of all, absolute pleasure, gents. We're going to be joined by... I think Gina's going to be here now already. Right, so Gina's here. No Gary Histed, unfortunately. <sighs> but... Bye-bye. We've got the lovely Gina. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, chaps, for joining the round table. We <laughs> currently don't have a Kenny Poger here. Uh, he's not answering. He has just uh, had a baby girl yesterday. 
Well, not, not him personally. Uh, his wife mm-hmm. had a baby girl. Uh, yeah. So, Kenny isn't currently answering me. He may come on. It's, as you can imagine, if they've only just had a baby, mm-hmm. uh, it could be chaos, couldn't it? It could be uh, that they've had no sleep and everything. So, the last thing he wants to do is come on this. But you never know. He, he, he may under still any, Under any circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, oh, you're I hear he's a Spurs fan, so he's probably had more restless nights following Tottenham than having a baby. Very true. Very true. Very true yeah. there, Matt. I'm surprised he so, did, didn't postpone it, actually. Ooh. <laughs> oh, uh, a little bit of comedy there. Right, so first, first few <laughs> introductions, right? But we got, we've got three new people on, on tonight. So first of all, let's do from what I my perception is I've got Windy John uh, up on the top left, which is not going to be the top left to everyone else probably. But um, please, John, it's an absolute pleasure. I've been ages trying to get you on. So could you just say what made you fall in love with Hastings? Basically, if you for for everyone listening and watching out there. Well, well, basically, I've been going up pilot field since first game I can remember is nineteen sixty eight, but. Um, I think I was dragged up. Oiler Yule, Oiler Yule, you don't look that old, John. (laughs) Earlier than that, and I've been going up there ever since, really. Um, Mostly, I mean, I was up there every weekend in the 70s. I missed some of the 80s, sadly, because that was probably, especially at the end, it was near the end of the 80s, it was probably one of their best periods. But uh, yeah, it's always been there, no matter which, what title they were called, as long as it was a pilot field, not Stamco. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mad. so yeah that's me all right okay uh, well it's an absolute pleasure you're here now and I, could... as you may know some of you might know my dad took me up there and he he was he was up there from 1952 until he died to, to 18 months ago so there you go and he probably saw more com, you know proper seasons than i did that's for sure yeah he had the, he had the pleasure of the 50s <laughs> yeah <laughs> Saying that, I'm talking history tomorrow with Leon oh. Hastings history. So Ooh. I will bring up the fifties because it's that's, that's quite a lot happening. But right, so moving on, yeah, we're going to move on to the next person I can see, which is Matt. Uh, Matt, if it's just just introduce yourself uh, and how you fell in love, started following Hastings. So literally. <laughs> Been a Spurs fan down here. We've always come and watched the sort of Tottenham teams that have been down at Pilot Field. Um, my little boy Dylan, who some of you might sort of clock from my posts, he's a, a aspiring goalkeeper. So in October, we, we went down there just to watch a goalkeeper. We had no intention of sort of joining the Hastings clan or anything. Yeah. We, we went in there, we watched the game, we watched Louis intently. And uh, I was expecting there to be about 150 people or something like that. It used to be years ago when I used to go on the odd occasion. And we were just blown away, you know, five o'clock, we left, we walked out the gates, but spiritually, we never really left. We've done pretty much every home game since, done a few away games. Everyone we've met has just been so sort of supportive and so engaging and engrossing that we just feel like we've become a part of this family we never knew we had. And frankly, we're loving it. Excellent. Great stuff. Yeah, it is definitely a family. Talk to the family. We've also got the lovely Gina. Gina's here. He's, she isn't with Gary, but she's enough. She's enough. We don't need Gary. Gina, tell us, tell us, my love, uh, how you first started going to watching Hastings. My first game was the Middlesbrough game. Oh, okay. And then I've been going 
or to odd games with Gary. But this this season, I've been going to every game, home and away. This is true. I used and to I see also it. help out on the turnstiles as well. So, yeah, I was going to say, just for anyone that doesn't know, Gina, Gary, all help out volunteer. They do tons of stuff around for for nothing, for nothing, uh, for the joy of watching Hastings. Um, uh, so, my hats off to you, my love. Um, Shall we, should we just kick straight into Whitstable? Now, I think it was just me and Gina, the only ones that went to Whitstable. Am I right? Yeah, I was yeah. in there. I was, I was listening to Radio Carter. Yeah, well, I was, hoping, yeah. I was hoping Radio Carter was going to turn up, but Radio Carter's gone gaga. I was going to plug all of his stuff. I'll just have to do it without him. So, and we can slag him off now, can't we? Let's be honest. No, no, we won't do that. So it's just me and Gina that went. I was I was hoping for a little bit of input from Adam as well. So Gina, any of your thoughts about the game and how it went? I think the pitch was a bit bubbly, a bit bumpy, mm. and but they had some good chances in the first half, especially from Cisse. Yeah, he, he had a good game, didn't he? It's yeah. Cisse's really come on that last sort of three games. He's he's just been a nightmare for other teams, hasn't he? Yeah. I think he's improved a lot since his first game. Yeah, I mean, wasn't it? I can't remember my love. My love. I thought was it like the first minute or like the fifth minute that we he was clean I think through. It was the third minute. Was it? Was it our third minute? Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, what a perfect start! But you know, it was like a quagmire that pitch. Um, yeah. So, for, for obviously, for those that were listening to Adam's wonderful commentary, I don't know if he got across the fact that it was a bit som like. It was a very turgid pitch, um, very heavy. A few things to take from it. Firstly, that the Whitstable fans were excellent. They they sung their hearts out for their team, even though the team played better than they did when they were at the pilot field. Because, I mean, I know I've said to, you, to yourself, Andy, mm. Whitstable were the worst team I've seen this season. At they, were, they were our sort of... Um leg up after Agatha went, weren't they, that game? That was that was the our sort of free hit after Agatha had gone, which was very, very useful at the time. Yeah, they were shocking. And and to, yeah. to be honest, I don't know if you agree with me, Gina, but I, I thought that Whitstable really gave it a go, didn't they? Yeah, they were... They, I actually thought at one point they were the better side, but then... Controversial, but, controversial there. But, <laughs> like, you know, um, like in the first half, second half, mm. first part of the second half, they came out to fight back oh yeah they did and and it and it took the fact that I remember because I remember Robbie saying to me just so you know like Robbie who hasn't turned up either he was supposed to be here he's obviously injured that's what is he's he, is he mobile now then he's on crutches ah, okay and he um well, it was quite funny we I, I got there about 20 to 2 uh 20 past 2 sorry and Robbie said to me Chris don't buy me any beers yeah I'm off the beer and he was drinking um a seven up and I said I'll give that five minutes uh, Robbie, and then he goes like five minutes later. Oh, Chris, give me a beer. It was uh, so you know the, the, that was his pain medication. But um, we 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 were trying to find different things for him to sit on um, because so he would sit with us because he was going to sit in a main stand. No finer place. Exactly. <laughs> but we would have lost him forever, Andy. We would have lost him forever. I've and- welcomed him with open arms. Guy could have had, he could have had half a prawn sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so he yeah he was just behind us and um 
very quiet. It was very, very reserved, uh, Robbie. It, it didn't even sing, Gina. No, but he did comment about the um, ball catch of the referee. This is true because he had a superior angle. Thank you. Well, 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 remember, Gina, because he was higher up in the stand. He was able to see down onto the ball patch of the ref, at which he did pick it out. He says, you know, ref, you're trying to hide that ball patch. But from this angle, I see everything. And uh, which was quite entertaining. Was he sitting next to Adam in this second half? I think he, from, from the commentary, I think he might have been. Adam definitely had someone join him in the second half. So and, he, and his name was, yeah, it was Rob, but I didn't know if it was oh, Rob, okay. or Rob, Rob French or someone else. But whoever it was was helping Adam out a little bit with the commentary. Yeah. And it, it actually, it was really good. Really good. Adam did brilliant, but I thought um, with Robbie's, whoever Robbie was. <laughs> no, it would have go. been Robbie. It, this was first half. This is what me and Gina talked about, yeah. talk about first half. Second half. Maybe, maybe I, w- I was too lost in the game by then. Um, <laughs> but the atmosphere sounded great right on the radio. Atmosphere sounded really good on the radio. Didn't it? It really totally. did. Yeah. Yeah, Winstable fans were brilliant. I mean, I don't know if you agree with Gina, but they, they were, they were singing, <laughs> even though their team was quite not that good. And even when we scored, they started being, they carried on. And when we were walking back uh, after the game, they were very good about us about the team. They were glad that, you know, that we're doing well. It was really... Uh, they even shook your hands as well at the end. Yeah, and, and which was interesting because the last time we went there, I do believe... Uh, <laughs> <Chase> Randy. <laughs> some fans some fans were assaulted. Uh, and I think, <laughs> I think, didn't the goalie... Wasn't that, was that, was that what, Lee? Wasn't that when Lee got punched by the goalie? Am I thinking of a different game, Gina? No, I think that's happened a few times with Whitstable with a bit of trouble. What I was saying is about three or four years ago, I remember mm. I, didn't, I didn't go to the game, but I can remember some of the lads saying that they'd been and they got sort of run back to the station by some locals who were waiting outside. Mm. Yeah, obviously, I, things have changed, so there you go. Well, it was good. I mean, they, there was banter. Yeah. I, I, I can't really repeat some of the songs that were sung back, <laughs> back and forth to each other, but they were very entertaining. I'll give you that. that there was good banter. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And I'll, I, may, I may mention it on Saturday and you might find it funny, but... Not, they even not, had security. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they had, they had bouncers there, didn't they? They had. Was it <laughs> ask Adam. Ask Adam. He had some security. Give him some grief. But but that's it. I, I mean, I don't know if you know about this, Gina. I, I don't even know about this, guys. But like, obviously, Adam is trying to do the commentary. Actually, for the chaps that were listening, tell us tell us what it sounded like. It sounded brilliant. That's hilarious. It was really funny. It was, um, you know, Adam. He comments that he's impartial, but he's obviously quite excited being a Hastings fan. Yeah. And, you know, when Hastings on the attack, he's obviously a bit louder and a bit more like on the edge of his seat. And yeah. there was obviously someone sat a few rows in front of him who, who wasn't too too happy about having the match commentated from behind him. Yeah. But um, I think someone had passed on to this guy that it was for the Conquest Hospital radio as well as the website. And he seemed to chill his boots a little bit at that point and kind of yeah. understand that, oh, OK, yeah, I think it went somewhere along the lines of, uh, I hope you're not going to be making that much noise all the way through the game, mate. <laughs> and Adam turned around and said, why? He said, well, I've yeah, had, yeah. had a few complaints from the old ladies at the front. <laughs> but th- this is what happened. It wasn't a library, though, was it? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what happens when you sit in a main stand, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, the, 
it's the the upper echelons of society yeah. set up there, and they don't want to hear any noise, do they? We don't like it. I have to say, it is irritating. So I, I still remember the Cray Valley game. There was some absolute tosspot sat just behind me who was who I think he was with the bloke who was doing the sort of he was the Cray Valley PM um, Bob Quinn sat behind mm. us and his mate the mighty who, Bob Quinn. The mighty Bob Quinn. And he, his mate was really mouthy, really mouthy. And when you're losing and there's a mouthy opposition fan behind you, it's very, <laughs> very hard to sort of just grit your teeth and be all sort of um, non-league football matey with it. So a bit of main, main stat aggro. So Is that what you're gig. saying, Andy? Yeah, it's a tough gig. Almost flip to what's it, eh? <laughs> it, didn't stop my, it didn't stop my dad, mate. <laughs> yeah. It does, it does, yeah. It does stick a bit, yeah. Well, yeah, so yeah. obviously Adam's had to suffer these capers, uh, but he, <laughs> he, he soldiered through it, and by the sounds of it, he tried to stay as professional as he could. So um, he, was, he was brilliant. He really was. Mm. Yeah. And, and Andrew, uh, you can already see an improvement from the first two or three games that he's done. So, he's, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's, he's cut out the uh, Ben Pope, the blah, blah, the blah, blah. It's all surnames. Saves him a bit of breath, you know. <laughs> he's getting there. He's doing great. He's doing really, really good. I, I find with the commentary that he's, he's really descriptive and he's very, you know, he describes the match really well. Yeah. yeah. When you listen to like a main football, they, there's always two, aren't there? So you, you sort of dine in on their conversation, that sort of flip-flop and banter. So I think obviously doing that on your own, it's impossible to have that conversation bit. But he does really well to try and infill every little bit that he can. He's doing a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I have to say, I prefer a, where there's some, a moment where you can bounce off people. So to soldier on on your own, I'll give him absolute Yeah, totally. To, do you know what I mean? Really but, uh, and as he goes, obviously, things will... He was, I'll get, tell you something else as well. He was updating, uh, updating us all with the um, scores from the rest of the games around the league. Mm. Which oh, you know, right. not ev- not everybody's connected to it. You know, FWP or whatever it is you list you're looking at, and that, you know, it's good. Ways to kill dead time, uh, dead air as well. Yeah. You know, he's exactly. getting there and he's getting there. He professional, yeah, professional. He is. Um, it, but he's so professional, he hasn't bothered turning up. So uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's a I think he's moved on, Chris. Moved oh, I, on. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm, he's on talk. He's on talk sport. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Down at um, Brighton. <laughs> So, so yeah, with so with the game, obviously second half, as Gina was saying, slightly squeaky bum, I felt. But with the defence as it is, I'm not sure if Gina agrees. I don't know how it come across on commentary, but just uh, again, Omara, uh, even Oli Black, Oli Black that came back, just sound. There was just there wasn't there wasn't that we weren't you weren't scared. You weren't thinking, Christ, they're, they're going to score. It was. Just, I mean, Omara is just a top, just a top player. It's a, it's so great that we got him in the, the team. It's just made such a difference. It's huge. Him and Craig Stone have almost water tight at the back, aren't they? I think in the game since Finn's joined, we've conceded goals in two or maybe three games out of what eight, nine, ten or something. It's yeah. mental. And he's, uh, he's not giving away many yellow cards either, so. Yeah. No, nah, and he's scoring as well, isn't he? You know, yeah, he scored so. against Whitehawk, he scored four, I think, maybe. or not. The, the overhead against Faversham was just... Yeah. That counts for two, at least. And <laughs> some, yeah, totally. <laughs> and they're both very, very good footballers as well. They're, they're, they, can both, they can both play, and that, that's, that does make a difference. I think the first 
time I saw him play, he was moving. As soon as he got the ball, he was moving. He's so, so just just not your standard centre half in that sense. He's they're, they're both. I mean, Stones a very very good footballer, and the, and he compliments him, and that they 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 can do it all. Like as I think as we said last time out, it just. It didn't even matter that Elphick retired himself once Omara arrived. That, that's, we didn't even notice Elphick retiring. That's that's the big, biggest compliment you can pay him, really. Yeah, there no, must it's... have been a conversation that is said that if Gary's going to step out, they've got to get someone who mm. can sort of step into that role. And I don't know if Craig knows him from his Gillingham sort of connections or not, because he came through the ranks there, didn't he, Finn? But there's... I reckon there's been a conversation where I said, let's get someone who's on that level who can come in and it's been faultless in that. Mm. Gina, I don't know if you remember this, but one of the things we talk about, Craig Stone, I'm amazed he finished the game. Do you remember that challenge that that, that fella put yeah, in on he, him? When he went right on his back. Unbelievable. We didn't get we didn't get anything for it. It was a ridiculous challenge. And we could, I actually heard it thump on the floor from where we were standing. Yeah. It's incredible. I remember Santa Gary, they could have broke his back then. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen, I don't know if you saw, has, has anyone seen the video of the Stone Challenge? No. Anyone? No, just oh, in the goal. Just in the goal, that's all. But if you go onto Craig Stone's Twitter and just check the challenge out, and he, and like, he didn't get any, it should have been a penalty. Should have been a penalty, yeah? Clear penalty. And how he carried that game on after that, because he come down heavy, didn't he, Gina? It was always... Yeah. Oh, well. You heard it, it thump on the floor. Yeah. Ooh, uh, ooh, uh. <laughs> Hang on. What do we hear? Thump on the floor. Hang on. Sorry. So I'm going double entendre. Sir. He's back. He's back. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't Ollie Black. So um, <laughs> sorry. Going to the old Willie jokes there. Sorry. Right. So um, right. Yeah. And then we couldn't get a goal. But then King Pogue. King Pope turns up with an absolute cultured finish and then all hell broke loose, didn't it? Mm. Gina? Yeah. Yeah. Singing. yeah, we were singing. I, I grabbed someone and tried to throw them in the air. Um, Frank Stone. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, he was still lying on the floor. Yeah, so uh, Adam, we've got, we've got Matt, we've got Wendy, we've also got Andy and we've got the lovely Gina here. Um. Yeah, so what we we were just getting on about the, actually, we go a bit to your commentary, but we were just saying about that Craig Stone challenge. Should have been a penalty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'll i be honest with you, when I was doing the commentary, I couldn't see it because there was a bar in my way. Oh, hello, oh. Arsene. Arsene <laughs> is back. Oh. I was unsighted. Yeah, very good. Is that a Bovril bar? Yeah, 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 that's it. He's down there having a Bovril. That's it. So I missed it, but no, it was all right. It was I saw the replays of it, and my goodness, yeah, we've just me and Gina were just saying he absolutely just thumped on that ground, didn't he? After that challenge, yeah, yeah. But I think the, the ref had the same problem I did. I don't think you could see it. So Adam, we've spoken about your little tete-a-tete with the main stand of Whitstable. I mean, did you want to give your words on it? Um, what the uh, situation with the jobs worth, um, steward, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm sitting there, I'm a few minutes into it, I'm getting excited when sort of Hastings nearly score, and then he comes up and he sort of says to me, He goes, 
you're not going to be doing that all game, are you? I went, well, yeah, I'm on the radio. I will be doing it all game. Really. We'll do it quietly because you're annoying people. And then everybody else started <laughs> chiming up and going, he's not annoying me. He's not annoying me. And then, of course, right in front of me was um, uh, was Hayley and uh, Billy and all that lot. And, uh, yeah, and then this um, scout that I was talking to before the game was sort of sat the other side of me and he turned around and went, oh, he's just being a complete jobs worth, mate. He says, you know, they have to get used to people coming in and doing commentary and stuff if they want to go up the leagues. Mm. I went, look at their position. They don't want to go up. (laughs) (laughs) Helpful. So, yeah, yeah, you were kind then, weren't you, uh, Adam? (laughs) Yeah, I was kind. I just said, okay, I doled it down a little bit and then everybody sort of, spoke up for me and that and then yeah but everybody was like sending me messages on facebook of like you know like he's just a job's worth tell him to f off and all this see see, this is what we need when you're telling the story adam right you need right put a little bit of salt and pepper on it what you're supposed to say is yeah i told them to sod off i'm doing this commentary blur you know all that don't just say oh yeah i was very nice you know yeah, I know, but my daughter's within earshot of me. I've got to be careful of my words. Oh, okay. <laughs> I politely told them. To yeah, exactly. Yeah, I slightly, I slightly suggested that they could shove it up somewhere. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it was. Funny. Uh, it was actually really well done, Adam, and and the fact that you just went. Uh, they're on the break now. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, <a> golf commentator. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's par three. It's stone. I did. Don't tell no one. But yes, yeah. that was it. Yeah, Dolly I Black. went. He I went with his. And he pokes scored. <laughs> oh, it was so funny! Brilliant, yeah. mate. It was so good. Yeah. I think it would have been hilarious to the people listening because yeah, just yeah. Like, they, all of a sudden they just had to have a guy going. You can't do that. Yeah. Fantastic. First of all, we've got Mr. Carter on, so we're going to mention this. Your, your website for the radio is hufcradio.co.uk. Yeah, your Twitter is HUFC Radio. Yeah. And your Facebook is HUFC Radio. So please, anyone listening right now or watching, get on there on the weekend if you can't make the game. But I mean, rather come to the game. Yeah. And and listen. And listen. But if you can't, please do exactly. those things. They're going to be in the links. Uh, Adam, talk about your lovely website. Yeah, it's just a, a sort of website. That lets you, it's another way to listen. It's going to be on there. Um, the reason I've set it up is because the the on-demand stuff is going to be uploaded to there and then to the Hastings website so that it's taking less strain off the Hastings website from people listening and so on. But um, yeah, it's just there. And to the request of quite a few people, I've put a tip system in place but i'm not expecting anyone's tip it was it's just been put in because people said i should yeah it should seriously should i, I think <laughs> if there's a suggestion that for everyone who listens to a game chip in a pound or two yeah you know i mean yeah. that's nothing is it people should should, should do that really and yeah. i think most would it's gonna yeah. be music to adam's ears yeah, yeah. yeah this is music to your ears adam again <laughs> that is, that'll buy me another pot of uh bovril yeah exactly <laughs> no but honestly yeah. All of these things cost money, yeah? Like, that. what is set up, and anyone that's listening, these things cost money, yeah? So, yeah. honestly, if you can, just throw, you know, 
I mean, things cost me money, but no one's going to give me any money. I'm, I'm a waste of time. In terms of the actual, um, you know, the way you're lining it up these days, Adam, is it going to yeah. be, when are you, when are you going to start from it? Are you, is it going to be half two just before kickoff that you're going to be doing it? Or is it going to be half one, two o'clock? I can't remember the last time you, you were, we were talking honest, about it. Yeah, when I first started doing it at half one, it, there was too much filler, too much time. And it just was, you know, it was t- it was too long for what was needed. So, in um, what I've decided is is that music would start at half past two, and then I would come in at quarter to three with the lineup with the other fixtures going on in the league or a cup if there's a cup game going on, and just then like how the other team their latest results, you know, our latest results, and then by the time I've done that, played another song and played the um, serious song that I play when all the players come out on the pitch and then it's time to kick off so half two start 2.45 I do all the uh, lineups and stuff and yeah ready for free okay, excellent all right and right mm. we did mention talking to the Whitstable game quickly though Adam I did mention about how excellent the Whitstable fans were did you have any comments on them I yeah I did um the fans in general I thought were, were absolutely great um they were they they gave as as good as they took, which is very rare for for Hastings to experience. You know, like they you know they they had a good following. They was banging, they was singing, they was singing songs of. I heard them shouting at one point, "Shall we sing a song for you?" Back to Hastings in the first half. So I thought I thought they were really good. Uh, got chatting with a couple of them down the high street, and um, but yeah, they 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 seemed like a really nice bunch. They didn't seem like there was any negativity there. They just was like us there to support their team and have a good day. Out of interest, what was the Hastings numbers like? Because I know their sort of average attendance is sort of three three fifty. On Saturday there was four fifty five. Is it fair to say there was probably about one fifty in Hastings doing the maths? Or I would have said there was probably more about eighty to a hundred Hastings fans there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't so many behind the goal, um, but there was quite a lot in the main stand. Uh, more spread out. It was more spread out. There was, there was a gaggles of us. I mean, I mean, Gene, how many, how many were near us? Probably about thirty. Yeah, about thirty or forty. But there was a lot up that side in front of yeah. the main stand as well. Yeah. So um, no, we made enough noise, didn't we, Gina? So um, yeah. Yeah, Gary. We Gary won. That's the main thing. That's what, that's what I mean. Exactly. That's all that Victory matters. is all that matters. Victory. And that we're seven points clear at the top. That's it. Ashford lost. That was, yeah. I thought Robbie was going to fall down the stairs and break his other ankle when he <laughs> found out that they lost. <laughs> From yeah, 2 it's... new up as well. That's amazing. That it? was Robbie. Yeah. 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 No, that's, uh, it was first half, wasn't it, Gina? So, what, just so, Adam, just so you know, right? So, Robbie was higher up the stands, you know, uh, first half, and he could see the ref's ball spot. And he was telling the ref, you know, from my vantage point, I could see that bald spot. And um, obviously, he went off to you. He went off to you uh, second half, as as Wendy's told me. So, yeah, he come and sat with me. I think he, his leg was killing him a bit, and it was just like he wanted. I think he wanted to sort of hear the commentary as well, because like he goes to all the games, he doesn't get to hear it. So, and he was impressed. Everyone I spoke to has been impressed with the commentary and stuff. So, I'm happy with that. Really good, mate. <laughs> Really yeah. good. Yeah. We're kissing your ass here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, no Kenny Pogue. Uh, 
Kenny Pogue is obviously child rearing or uh, yeah, whatever it's called. I don't know. I, I mean, only five of my own. I wouldn't know. Uh, t- so let's move on to the, uh, uh, we got the women's game. It's, um, this That was an away game at Dorking. I doubt anyone's been to that. No, I, I didn't go, to be honest, because um, we already had plans when it was announced and that, but it was just a friendly, but it, it was a, from from talking to Joe Knight, who videoed it, it was a, a, a really strong performance from the Hastings women in the first half, and it was pretty much the development team in the second half, and they still managed to sort of like score a goal and like do well. So it was a good run out for the girls. I mean, it's a team that are in the same step as us. They're just in the north and we're in the south. But um, yeah, it's good. So, mm. and of course, we're at home again against, oh, what's their name? We- uh, Wellham, I think it is. Welling. Uh, Welling, that's it. Welling yeah. on on Sunday at home. So Is that in the down. league? Yeah, that's a league game. Oh, good. I mean, it's, it's good that they got that fixture sorted because, I mean, it must be frustrating for the women's team that, you know, they're obviously going to go up to the next level they're, or they're desperate to go up to the next level where at least it'll be a little bit more organised and yeah, they'll, exactly. they'll get proper games every week. And, you know, because this, this must be yeah. really annoying for them. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They go up, they go, uh, they get promoted. They're facing teams like Fulham. Yeah, I'll get a few down for that. Every week that we sort of look them up on their website, they always seem to win by five goals to something. Like every week we look at up, Hastings Ladies Five every single week. It's amazing, isn't it, to score that many goals consistently? Yeah. Are they just head yeah. and shoulders above the competition in that league? <coughs> Pretty much, yeah. What happened was is that when we started, we we sort of like we knew straight away that we was entering, uh, you know, a, a step of the pyramid that we don't deserve. So we got a load of like players in from um, from Eastbourne, um, Eastbourne Town, I think it was, and to basically, yeah, with the with the acknowledgement of getting free promotions in on the trot, and yeah, so we're one down on the way to the second, and then the third to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had to start at this point, so it is yeah. what it is. So we look forward to Burgess Hill. Not going to be easy. That's what I was going to say. I mean, uh, have you seen the form league? Yeah, no, they're, they're second in the table to us for four. They done VCD two 0 last weekend, didn't they? Yeah, and they gave us a good game VCD. Yeah, they did. They're obviously capable, didn't they, Burgess Hill? We've done them twice this season, though. Three two away in the league and one 0 in the cup away. So going for the hat trick of wins. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think that you know if TC's sort of back, back up to scratch, you know he's always been a, a sort of a bit of an Achilles heel for that team. His pace is just way faster than them, and he's normally sort of like the um, the player that sort of is, gets the assists and that. So yeah, we we shall see. I I personally think you know a draw would be welcome because I can't see Ashford getting three points again this week. So another tough one, isn't they? Yeah. Yeah, well, cool. Sorry, uh, uh, Gina, Andy, what do we think about Burgess Hill? Um, well, we yeah, they we went to the Sus- Sussex Cup game, didn't we? That was a close game. That Sussex Cup game really was. That was a, that was a game where both teams played properly, which quite surprised me on the evening actually. And they played like a proper game, and um, and they they were good. But it was, I mean, that was the game where Nor- the one thing I remember about that game is the game where Nori Scott got a full game. And it was almost like the game that I felt that turned his confidence. So that's that's the main thing I remember about Burgess Hill was that game where he uh, he skinned them a bit. They had a very very good goalie. 
They had a very good goalie as well, didn't they? Who was also yeah. who was also a depressingly pleasant bloke as well. He, he, soaked, <laughs> up all, he soaked up all the chat with um, with some aplomb, which was quite funny actually. He was he was quite. I remember. Was, it was quite, it's quite annoying. It's quite annoying actually. What? You know, it just it was uh, none of the chat worked. Well, exactly. Mm. He, yeah, it was it, it was really annoying. So he, he was brilliant and a really nice bloke. So mm. you know, double whammy really. Sam <laughs> got under his skin though. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Yes, you did. did. Wow. Yeah. Yes, you did. G- they, Gina. Yeah, they were a good team. Yeah, they were a good team. So I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't notice that they'd won those other games as well. So that's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, but just, just quickly, Nori Scott, been a different player. Like, uh, I'm sure the, uh, Adam and Gina agree with me. But against Whitstable, I think he was fantastic defensively. Fantastic. I mean, he's just just so. I mean, I don't remember. We were playing. Um, was it not Chippenham? When was it? Who did we go out to in the cup? Maidenhead. 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 Do you remember him against Maidenhead, where he looked lost? He honestly looked lost, and it's it's such a world difference. Anyway, sorry, Gina Burgess Seal, love. What? Any of your thoughts on that? I think it could be a tough one. Yeah. And as someone said about the goalkeeper, when we was trying to in, like throw our insults at him, he was taking them like a pinch of salt and answering us back at and agreeing. Yeah, no. Maybe yeah, we have to be mega nice to him, Gina. <laughs> and I remember when the, some of the fans were insulting Adam as well, but still. Oh, yeah, was that that game? Oh, my God. Because that was the day, it was on the 16th of November, the day before my birthday, I think it was. Oh, was that when I took my top off? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he incited some younger fans to uh, yeah. start throwing abuse at him. But you did take it well, Adam. Oh, of course I do, mate. I'm thick boned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, of course. It took me if years anything, to get this good looking. If anything, they backed down before Adam did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I've been bored. Yeah. Well, and we won, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, one nil. There you go. That's the full best way of shutting them up. But... And there was a very big Aldi next to the ground, if I remember rightly. Was it that game? Oh, that's the yeah, that's the John Wills got nearly got lost game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I'm trying Does to. That... Does anybody know if um, Jack Dixon's back? Oh yeah, because he's um, suspended for a game, so he's available. Is he? And he was still on holiday three hours ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that might be a reason why he's not there. But officially, yeah. officially, <laughs> I, I I seem to remember he was. He's suspended. He, had a, he, okay. was suspended. Right, that's right. he might might just have COVID now or something. I don't know. Whatever yeah, yeah. they come up with now. No, <laughs> on, on honeymoon, wasn't he? I mean, but again, the best thing is that we've got a. We're back to a situation now where they've got a squad that can soak up that yeah. for all the, yeah, for, for all as as well as he's played. They've got they've got a squad that can soak that sort of thing up now, which is. Um, and we're back to that situation having 15 players and you're not too fussed about who plays. And that's a really nice situation to be in. They're obviously the spine of the team, but around that, yeah, most players can fit in and it, it seems to be working. <clears throat> yeah, midfield looks quite solid, doesn't it? Mm. Well, I think one of the things yeah. has, been the, has been a massive change is with Cissé and Nori being so good defensively as well in terms of their... The, the, they, they harangue, harass, mm. chase back. Yep. It's such a difference. Honestly, it's such a difference. You know, Cissé's been really good going forward as well. I mean, Nori's been good going forward, but 
his work defensively needs mentioning because it's um yeah yeah but I think also a big shout out needs to go to Finn O'Mara because he's been a tank in defence. He's no, been he's, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he's he's full of energy. Any corner, any free kick, he's causing all sorts of mayhem. You know, he likes to wrap himself around the, the way, post and everything. The way we've been going, will be fat, he's gonna be officially fan favourite Finamara, isn't he? Yeah. We're getting that designation. Dicko's well, Jock Wills has dropped Dicko. That's that's the really? title. Oh. Yeah, that's the title of his book. Uh, Dicko. <laughs> um, anything else we want to talk about, or shall I bid us bid us farewell? I've got one one thing. Of course, Fred, Freddie Leg. Okay. Just want to say, you know, he just made the uh, under 18 English schoolboys team, I believe. Yes, he has. That's right. That was in the place. No, that's not to be sneezed at. That's at at this level. Mm. Well, well done. Yeah, exactly. Well, the last player who went and done that, Ben Ward, he ended up getting signed by Burnley. Yeah. 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 Freddie Lake is very good. You have to keep your eyes on those scouts, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure Robin trips him down the steps. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they all seem to be after TC at the moment, and he's yeah. always on the bench. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Is the scout on yet? Yeah? Right, you can the, get on the pitch. That's an aside, yeah. isn't it? Thursday week. Thursday week is the under twenty three's um, final. Is that final. Right? at last week? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'm going to commentate on that. So oh, worth me- that's worth mentioning. And also tomorrow, apparently, there's going to be an announcement about um, coach travel. To Ashford. Ashford, yeah. I believe. Yeah, it wouldn't so. surprise me if they're putting on two coaches. Yeah, so watch out yeah. for that. G- I, Gino? I'm having, I'm having yeah. my own limo laid on, I believe. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine <laughs> you're having your own limo, Addy. But Gina, so yeah. you and Gary, you're obviously going to have one of those coaches, aren't you? That's yeah. your dibs in one. Yeah. Which, which, who's allowed on? Yeah, is there anyone that's not allowed yeah. on? Anyone's welcome. Oh, okay. as, long, as long as they bring a song request, they're they're allowed on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not allowed to know, know like crap music. If they like crap music, they're off. Yeah, it, it don't bother me. No, All sorts. Yeah. <laughs> going strictly going back to a very handy thing that Adams just mentioned about that under twenty threes final. I'm working. I cannot get off, so I'm not going to be able to be there. So you're doing commentary for it. It's uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, doing commentary for the under twenty three final over in Lansing. Excellent. Hmm. Being a man of leisure, I am. Um, I might. I'll see see how it pans out. I quite. I've, I've seen them a couple of times actually, and I really, really enjoyed it. So it's a um, hmm. it's a tempting prospect. Who do they get in the end? I kept on looking around to see who had won that semi final for the um, records. Who are they playing? New Haven. New, New Haven. New Haven. Yeah. Right. Okay. New Haven. So not Eastbourne. No, they lost on penalties, I think, in the oh, end. right, OK. Adam, Adam, could we have a booth of you and Flat White? Could that be possible? Could that happen? Uh, not until I get some new equipment that allows me to have multiple microphones. <laughs> so that's coming. Oh, that's a a second, secondary commentator, do it, what, being Jermaine Genus for the day? You look a bit like him. <laughs> I mean, you could, you, could be, you could be my man, man in the stand and be my Chris Kamara. Yeah, unbelievable, Jeff. Has any of any of you ever been to Lansing? No, no. It's a it's a bit open (laughs) around three sides. A bit like the Ashford Ground, actually. Mm. So it's going to be a cold one. Yeah, I think we had a Sussex Senior Cup match there on a semi final about 
it's been about eight or nine years ago now and it's snowing and it was in March bloody freezing honestly yeah <laughs> really cold well it can't mm-hmm. be any worse can't be any worse than Blackpool <laughs> <laughs> yeah and one thing as I tra- you we moaned about the um travel actually the Lansing the turn off for Lansing is before all the um before the A27 goes pear-shaped so yeah. It's yeah, not John, as bad a journey as I no, thought it might be. No, yeah, yeah. Wendy told me that. He yeah, John Wills got that wrong last week. <laughs> yeah. So no, you can no, that tell was Andy. Before. That was Andy. Tell oh, him. Was it? Oh, okay. Wendy. Tell him. Oh, you turn, yeah, you turn left just after those um, nasty traffic lights where the accident happened. With the yeah, so, so my apologies to Lansing for that. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're on Block You on Twitter now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine there's anybody in Lansing who knows what Twitter is. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, for them, Twitter's a noise a bird makes. Yeah, exactly. They shall yeah. stop sending me sending me carrier pigeons. <laughs> well, he's, yeah. play, he's playing his role today, isn't he? Right. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, sorry I was late. No, you're never forgiven. You're never forgiven, Adam. Don't worry. Um, thank you, Adam, um, Matt, Windy John, Andy, and the lovely Gina. Thank you so much for coming on. And, um, well, I'll be seeing you at the game and uh, three points Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't make it, I'll talk all through with you. Oh, sure. Be there or be square on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Take care, guys. See you later. That's it for another week, you fans. And what would we do without that King Kenny Poke? Cementing our place at the top of the league. Surely it's got to be our season. As ever, if you want to get in contact with the show or have any suggestions or want to get in on our weekly roundtables, that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms via Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify or Amazon Music. And we have a jam-packed YouTube channel, chock-a-block, full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment or a like, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week and see you at the game. <laughs>